We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see Stephen Borrell Jr., Travis Allen, Gad, what's up? Bruin Nation. Also, those in the Big Cot Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Uh, as we all know, Michael Smith will be making his announcement in the next couple of minutes. 12.05 was the initial announcement time that he put out on Twitter. I would assume it'll probably go a couple minutes after that. You know, normally with these announcement ceremonies, if you will, um, does not normally go to the exact time. Just look at the Cam Pringle situation a couple days ago. But Michael Smith, 2024 four-star tight end, would be another big pickup for Shane Beamer and company. So, again, we will be tuning in or paying attention to that. Of course, as always, guys, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code. T-S-U-S, to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And you can play literally anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, everything in between. So many fans and listeners of TDC and of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code T-S-U-S to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to go check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you again, guys. We're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. Uh, Michael Smith, of course, again, that announcement is upcoming. Uh, we're continuing to talk baseball, basketball plays tomorrow night, not tonight. So normally we got a basketball game on a Tuesday, but for whatever reason this week, uh, Gamecocks will take on the Florida Gators, <clears throat> excuse me, Wednesday, tomorrow night in Gainesville, 7 o'clock tip off for Lamont Paris and the boys. And of course, as I'm logging on to Twitter, Adam Spencer from Saturday Down South, dropping his men's basketball power rankings and the Gamecocks sit Dead last, 14th, um, which is not really a surprise. Florida sitting in sixth. So it will definitely be an upset if the Gamecocks are able to pull off, uh, to pull it off tomorrow. You know, not exactly sure 
what the spread will be. I would imagine it'll probably be a double-digit spread on the road. But uh, again, guys, as I've told you all before, I, I, I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised if if South Carolina, if and when South Carolina uh, pulls an upset here or there. You know, there's going to be a couple of games where it all clicks. There's going to be a couple of games, a couple more games, I think, where G.G. Jackson's, you know, playing like the All-American. We all know he's capable of being. You know, Hayden Brown has a big night. Michi Johnson goes off and is hitting everything in the gym. It's going to happen, but unfortunately, it's just not happening frequently enough. And Lamont Paris already made the point, hey, listen, if two of those three guys are not playing well, we can't even be competitive. So you really need all three to play well to have any sort of chance of pulling the big upset. But uh, uh, Friday, guys, we announced last night, by the way, Kyle Peterson, ESPN College Baseball Analyst. He will be joining us on Friday. Really, really excited. Uh, many of you probably unaware, but I had Kyle Peterson on the show. I think it was back – I think it was back – when was it? Like summer of 21, I think. Summer of 21, I think it was. It's been a while, though. It's been a while, so I'm really excited. Kyle Peterson will join us right here live on TDC at 1 o'clock. And right now, that is just for this week. I'm still working on weekly spots for the 2023 college baseball season. Um, I have not asked Kyle. I think Kyle probably be a little bit too busy, but you never know until you ask. So I'll probably actually ask him during our interview or after our interview, I should say, on Friday and uh, just get his feedback and his thoughts. And I got a couple of former Gamecock baseball players lined up that I'm talking to that we're trying to add some people uh, to our weekly li lineup. Of course, guys, tomorrow we've got Mark Ryan. He joins us every Wednesday. Thursday, we got J.C. Sherbert. So Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, I am looking to add guys. And I don't think we'll – you know, I'm not going to set limiting beliefs. We certainly could have five guests. We could have guests every single day. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pack in as many as we can, or at least those that are going to bring value to – uh, TDC and a TSUS into our audience, and, and we'll go from there. But uh, really excited for the baseball content, guys. I mean, I'm probably going to add one more person at least to talk some baseball, get their thoughts and insight. And again, I'd prefer it be a former Gamecock. So Michael Smith, yes, about to announce. I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw that Gamecock Central is streaming his announcement. Um, let's see. I don't know if you'll be able to see anything. I'm not going to stream their video or anything. I'm just... I'm not going to stream their video. I don't, I don't want to stream their video without permission first or what have you, even though it's on YouTube. Um, let's see. I don't know if it's one of those things where he will drop a graphic or – because I don't think anybody's going live for it except for Gamecock Central. So I could be wrong. I don't think so, though. Let's see. The ceremony is indeed taking place. Complaining about the audio. <laughs> A lot of people complaining about the audio. Um, on their end. On their end. So, anyways, Phil, what's going on, my guy? Hey, I want to say this, by the way. Phil, I'm very proud of you, my man. Very proud of you, Phil. Um I got the DM that you sent this morning Twitter spaces you're going to be hosting. You know, Phil is a prime example of, you know, he reached out to me. Um, he's got a passion for Jack's Rangers and for the Free Jacks and for rugby. And I know some of you love to needle Phil about his love for rugby. But Phil's got a real passion for it. And, uh, you know, instead of just sitting around and complaining and woe is me and, 
and throwing shots at other people who who have the who have the nuts, if you will, or have the guts to to take a chance and pursue their own thing and create their own entity. You know, Phil did it. Phil did it and followed his passion. And I'd say it's paying off great. And you know, Phil, even I, I'm sure you could attest and tell the people. Um, somebody said I'm going in and out. Is my audio messing up, Davon? Is my audio messing up? I think we should be fine. Um, anyways, though. Anyways, and you guys let me know about volumes, by the way. Apparently, my my mic volume's on 120% here. I did not know that. How was the mic volume? I just turned it down a little bit. It should just be on 100%. Um, oh, excuse me. Anyways, though, yeah, appreciate uh, Phil. Really, really excited for you, Phil. I'm proud of you, my friend. And uh, really, really awesome stuff when you're in. So, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. We are awaiting the decision of Michael Smith. Ruin Nation, I just turned up the audio on my end. So, um, yeah, you let me know how this sounds. So, so yeah, this shirt is on the store, my friend. TSUS.store. If you look up hand logo, if you go to Comfort Colors, you'll find this. But if you go to T-shirts, uh, it's under, it's a hand logo, uh, hand logo T-shirt. So, just look up hand logo. And uh, you'll be able to see it there. So, anyways, 843-790-3377. Again, we are waiting on the Michael Smith decision. I guess everybody's just – I should have probably just went live at 1230 because I guess everybody's tuned into that. Um, and a lot of our folks that normally tune into our show are tuned into it. <laughs> Which is all good and understandable. So, um, let's see. Ronnie Pace, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you tuning in. Um, let's see. Bruin Nation, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, let's see. Yeah, we need baseball to have a good season for sure. We actually just dropped the the catchers, listing the positions, the catchers today. Uh, we'll do infielders next week, outfielders the following week. I, I'd forgotten that before last year. I, I I went to go make the graphic for first baseman today, and I realized I dropped all the infielders together. I didn't drop it separate like that. So, um, yeah, just stay tuned for the content, guys, the graphics, everything. Again, Gamecocks basketball playing tomorrow. They're going to be at Florida. Uh, Kemper, what's up, my man? Greenville Gamecocks. Shout out to the Greenville Gamecocks in the building. What's up, my friend? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, love seeing the feedback or love seeing the uh, love seeing the insight. My friends over at D1 Baseball, they've been dropping content with their SEC Extra uh, platform. Aaron Fit, he joined me for a conversation last Friday. Uh, that conversation will drop on podcast. On Thursday. So we're going to have a packed day of content on Thursday with the Aaron Fit stuff, my stuff, and JC Sherbert. All, all the uh, all the insight from all those guys. So really looking forward to it. Really excited. And uh, Todd Smith, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, let's see. Okay. Michael Smith is a Gamecock. Michael Smith is indeed a Gamecock. So four-star tight end Michael Smith picks the Gamecocks on the big pickup for Shane Beamer and company. Beamer, ball, to the moon. 
Beamer ball to the moon indeed. How about it? How about Shane Beamer? Big time pickup. Georgia tight end. Somebody was asking where he is from. Uh, here we go. I will post the graphic when we go to a break. He's from Savannah, Georgia. Calvary Day School. A .9412. So a very highly rated player. Six foot four. 225, I mean, you look at his offer list. Bama, Arkansas, Florida, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, do I really need to go any farther than that? Uh, Tennessee, Texas, Auburn, Boston College, Cincinnati, Florida State, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan, Nebraska, Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. The list goes Georgia. The list goes on and on. Or actually, they didn't offer him, excuse me. They had interest in him. Virginia Tech, but the list goes on and on. Practically had an offer from everybody. He chooses the Gamecocks. Again, the sixth-rated tight end. In the 2024 class, the 24th ranked player in the state of Georgia, the 134th rated player overall in the 2024 class, and that is via the 24-7 sports composite. So really, really exciting stuff. And again, Shane Beamer Company, guys, it's not surprising to me. I mean, they, 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 they just continue to crush on the recruiting trail. Um, and again, I mentioned this yesterday on social media, but when you have a guy like Shane Beamer, who so adamantly believes, and I was asked yesterday, why do you think they're having this success? Um, when you have a guy, I think it's very simple. When you have a guy like Shane Beamer that is relatable to players, but he also believes in where he's at, he doesn't view it as a stop. He views it as a home, right? And we've talked about that since he took the job, but uh, Beamer's a guy who's genuine, who's authentic, who I think when he goes into recruits homes and talks to their families, you know, every coach is selling their program. But I think Beamer probably doesn't – you sound much less like a salesperson, right? If you're working in sales, you sound much less like a salesperson when you really believe in your product, right? When you truly believe in it. And Shane Beamer believes in it. He believes in South Carolina football not for what it's always been, but what for what it can be, right? You know, a guy like Luke RJ, one of our guys, he gets tired of me talking about history in the past. And, hey, the beautiful news is this. We have a football coach that he don't care about history either. He does not give a damn, nor should he, nor should he. So, um, you know, the only limiting beliefs you can set on yourself is yourself. The past is the past. It happened, right? The future is undecided. All you have is the present moment and the way that you operate and the way that you uh, you think about things, right? The expectations you set for yourself, your program, you can write the story, right? You have control and Shane Beamer's doing that. And again, a huge pickup with Michael Smith. And, uh, you know, really, again, it, it's just the, the recruiting momentum that they have built. Yes, Michael Smith uh, choosing the Gamecocks. Four-star tight end of the state of Georgia. Anytime you get a four-star to Georgia, too, it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Uh, Gavin, yes, I saw we got Todd Smith. Yes, or Todd Smith. Michael Smith. I'm looking at Todd Smith in the comments. Uh, my bad. Beamer ball to the freaking moon indeed, my guy. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. Um, Let's see. Huge, huge pickup. Huge pickup. Um, and Shane Beamer, it's funny, right? We lost our tight ends to the portal, right? We lost our tight ends. Jaheim Bell leaves. Austin Stogner leaves. And Shane Beamer said, well, I took that personally <laughs> because he is loaded. He has loaded up on these tight ends. And, I mean, even just today, our good friend Brad Crawford over at 24-7 Sports, he listed – uh, you know, his top 25 impact transfer portal gets. Who was in the top 10 at number eight? Trey Knox, the tight end from Arkansas that has come from the Hogs to the Gamecocks. Bruin Nation, where is he a five-star? Oh, five-star Todd Smith. Yes, yes. 
Yes, we love our guy, Todd Smith. I apologize. I'm getting my Smiths confused. Getting my Smiths confused here. Um, anyways, guys, if you want to talk about it, 843-790-337. Who announces Friday, John Edward? Is it one of these big offensive linemen? Who announces Friday? I, I may have missed that. I may have missed that. Um, again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much, again, for the continued love and support. I'm glad that we have this, this platform, this entity to discuss, whatever we want to discuss, uh, whatever it is we might have to talk about. Chris Aiken, yeah, we got another stud, my guy. Yeah, for sure. Again, we continue to rock on the recruiting show. Jeff Sweat says, Chris, will there be any tailgating for the spring game? If so, are you going to be selling any merch that day at Willie B? Jeff, I will definitely... The plan, as far as I know, is to be there. Um, so the plan will probably be to tailgate as well. Uh, as far as merchandise, just stay tuned. Um, just stay tuned for that. I'm kind of trying to decide what I want to do in regards to selling merchandise in person, selling merchandise you know, on hand, if you will. I I'll, I'll let you know. Again, we got a little ways away from that. Uh, Wendell Gregory. Okay. Wendell Gregory is the one that announces on Friday. So... Hey, the recruiting just continues, and you love to see it, man. The recruiting momentum. I mean, you're beating out some big-time, top-notch schools for a lot of these guys that you're landing. So, again, kudos to Shane Beamer and company. It's, it's not of any surprise to, I think, most of us. I, I really don't think it's any surprise to most of us. Um, you know, because, again, when you think about Shane Beamer, you know, the – the type of guy he is and uh, his infectious personality, like I've mentioned many, many times. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I, I'm not surprised at all. I put no, you know, I was asked again, I've been asked before about, you know, what's your, what's your ceiling for Beamer? You know, how, how do you think, you know, what, what, how many games can he win? How far can he take count of football? I listen, I put no limiting beliefs on Shane Beamer. Absolutely none. I put no limiting beliefs on him. I, I mean, it really is to the moon or just beyond that, beyond that, right? Maybe the moon's not shooting it far enough. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> this football program, I, I think at minimum Shane Beamer can build this <clears throat> into a consistent football program year after year where we have a product we can be proud of. Now, again, I know that's kind of a, a, a vague answer, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very confident Shane Beamer, man, what he can do for South Carolina football. And we've got the right guy. So we got the right guy. Travis, I'd, I'd have to go back and count how many in the top 250 we got. But, uh yeah, the, the 2024 class is looking good. Obviously, it's really, really early. It's really, really early, right? But uh, the 24 class is shaping up very well. So, really, really exciting stuff. Guys, also, we are 24 days away <clears throat> from opening day. Really, really excited. Hey, four weeks from today. <clears throat> excuse me. Four weeks from today, we will have our first midweek game of the 2023 season, right? So, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the midweek matchups as well. Um, looking forward to the midweek matchups as well. Uh, it's, it's you know, those are fun games, and they're games you have to win, and you need to win. And, you know, we saw last year, we saw last year the uh, the impact, the negative, the negative impact of, of losing the midweek games and the frustrations and, and what it can do to your football team and your football program, if you will. So, uh yeah, need to win. Need to win those midweek games. Braddock eight four three says exciting to see where Beamer takes this program. Watching what he's done with the pieces to his team. Just imagine when it's all his guys to the moon, to the moon indeed, Braddock. And I would say, yeah, that's that's uh, you know that that is going to be that is going to be really really exciting 
to see what this roster looks like, to see what this roster looks like when it's all Shane Beamer's guys, right? When it's all Shane Beamer's guys. So, and I mean, that's the thing. The, the games he's winning, the amount he's winning, what they're doing, it's all still with an old roster that are not even players that they handpicked themselves and, and recruited. I think that's something we don't talk about a lot and we don't give a lot of credit to. Um, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be really, really cool. And, and I think that's when you can really, you know, judge Beamer. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think that's when you'll really start to see you know, this program ascend is three, four years from now when it is all of his players and guys that he handpicked. And you're going to really be able to tell, right? I mean, Shane Beamer is still just going into year three of year three of his head coaching tenure, right? His head coaching tenure. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting three, four years from now. You'll really get a good idea of what – of what this, what he wants his program to look like, what he wants his teams look like, the identity, right, the, the brand of his program, the brand of his teams, if you will. So, yeah, really excited to see what that looks like. Okay, not no getting around it. Tyler Ole says your take on Mark Ryan's show yesterday about doubting his sources. I mean, the best source is the source himself. Why insinuate he's lying until he proved otherwise? Love the show. That was a bad take, and I, I don't want to get this twisted. What your comment is saying. But I would like to openly say that I never insinuated Shane Beamer was lying, my friend. Um, the reason I deleted the tweet that I put out there because I knew that what I put out there was vague and would be completely misconstrued and misunderstood. And unfortunately, unsurprisingly, it was, of course, which is totally fine. It is what it is. You live and you learn. And I probably should have learned by now. But that's why you don't tweet from the hip. I was literally in line waiting for a sub at Ingles and uh, threw up that tweet. Should have sat down and, you know, found a way to convey my thoughts more uh, critically. Because, listen, Shane Beamer made it very clear. He didn't want Garrett Riley. He got his guy. The only point I was making to kind of poking holes in the whole per-sources per argument. Per-sources, Shane Beamer called Garrett Riley. Did he? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Shane Beamer didn't refute that he called him, right? Did he want him? Well, per-Shane Beamer, no, and that's who I'm going to ride with, but... I'm not saying that Beamer did want him. I think the whole argument, the per sources thing, it's it's silly. It's dumb. But I, did I ever insinuate that Shane Beamer was a liar? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I don't think Shane Beamer's a liar. I think Shane Beamer did get his guy. I think Dowell Loggins was the guy he wanted. Again, we'll never know if Shane Beamer, did he reach out to Garrett Riley? Did he not? It's all per sources BS. That's all it is. So, I mean, I don't think having an argument till we turn blue in the face about it is really constructive. Um, and again, that that was the that was the point I was trying to make because I saw the replies, <clears throat> and I just feel like in a per sources argument there is no winner, right? And I'm not talking about was Garrett Riley that like I wasn't talking about was Riley the number one choice? That's not so. That's where I messed up. I did not thoroughly enough explain my point. And I will take full responsibility for that. But in no way was I calling Shane Beamer a liar, right? Unfortunately, when you throw something out there on social media and you're as vague as I was, it's open to the masses for them to run wild with it and spin it. I mean, dude, it is what it is, bro. It's Taylor's oldest time. This happens on the regular for me. Like, this is this is not the first with TSUS, guys. It's, it's going to continue to happen, unfortunately. This is what it is. There are people out there that uh, – they want to cling to anything and try to spin anything to 
cancel the Spurs Up show, cancel yours truly, just cancel everybody. I mean, literally yesterday, the Carolina Slapdick community tried to cancel me, Mark Ryan, and some lady that works at the University of South Carolina. I don't know how they have any energy left. Either way, though, anyways, that was my fault. That was my bad, and that's why I deleted the tweet. It's not because – it's simply because I knew that my point was going to get misconstrued and misunderstood, and in no way was I calling Shane Beamer a liar. I don't think Shane Beamer's a liar. I love Shane Beamer. I've got a great relationship with Shane Beamer. Um, I don't think Shane Beamer's a liar. I loved his tweet, personally, and I'm not like – I saw some people saying you're on this side or that side – I mean, guys, at the end of the day, I'm a Gamecock fan. So I'm going to naturally fall on the side of the Gamecocks, right? I'm going to naturally fall on the side of Shane Beamer. Um, I think it's more intriguing than anything. And it's, but again, when things are per sources, someone did something, right? If you say per sources, Shane Beamer wanted Garrett Riley over Dabble Loggins, well, per Shane Beamer, that's inaccurate, that's incorrect, right? So I'm not going to go out there and call Mark Ryan a liar, but. How do you know? Do you do, base Mark Ryan is the one calling Shane Beamer a liar, and I think Mark would tell you that. And I can tell you this I'm not going to be talking about this tomorrow on the show. I'm so I may not talk about the OCs anymore for the rest of the offseason. Like it, it, this, this, this shit is so stupid. Like it's just so dumb. The whole per sources argument thing, it's it's so dumb because it's all I could just say per sources anything. And you can't refute me because it's like, well, my sources said this. Like, you can't refute me. It's irrefutable unless you have a hard source that says this otherwise, right? I can tell you this. I did my due diligence and the people that I talked to since last night, they have confirmed to me that, yes, Dowell Loggins was indeed the guy. That was who Shane Beaver targeted from the jump. Again, we still don't know. Was there any call? And it doesn't matter. We got our guy for Beamer. We got our guy. Who gives a shit? Yeah, and listen. Mark was out the entire week last week. I literally went on Mark's radio show. I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't want to talk about it. I did not want to talk about it. You know, like I I genuinely didn't. (laughs) Just because there's no point. Like that's why my whole, the basis of my business is not around per sources. It's not around insiders. It's about giving opinions on things. Like I I don't want to live in some fairy fairy tale hypothetical land, which I literally said on... I literally said on Mark's radio show about like, and I wasn't trying to insult Mark, but I I would agree with you, John, and to others as well, that I think it should also be dropped. Like it it should just be dropped, dude. It should be dropped. It's not, it's not constructive. It's, it's not productive. There's a reason again, guys, you don't see me go back and forth on Twitter with people on social media with people, um, you know, and I'm the, the difference between me and others is I'm, more than happy to put my face out here and talk to you all openly and honestly, and you guys could call in and we could talk about it. I guess there's no getting around it, right? Because I was just going to proceed as normal, but, you know, it's funny that the Gamecock, uh, Gamecock Nation is a community that keeps up with each other very, very closely. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm open to talking about whatever though. So <clears throat> I guess, again, listen, my only point was this, is I just I get tired of seeing some of the people I see in, in the replies and all and, and trying to cancel other people. I, I I don't like I don't like some of the things I see. And so my only point was this is that you know, to if Mark wants to die on the hill that Shane Beamer wanted Garrett Riley with every fiber of his being and didn't get if Mark wants to die on that hill, then so be it. So be it. I'm not gonna die on that hill. I never said that from the jump. I said the fans wanted him. I didn't insinuate who Beamer wanted. Now, did Beamer call him? Was there any convo? I don't know. 
And Beamer did not refute that in his tweet. All he said was, we got our guy. He didn't refute that. Which, again, it doesn't matter. Which, it doesn't matter. But he didn't refute that in his tweet. So that's all I was saying is like, how do you know for a fact that Mark Ryan, what he said is 110% bullshit? Do you have phone records? Like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's silly, bro. It's just really silly. Um, the whole per sources argument bullshit again. It's why I don't get into it. And thank God. Thank God I haven't built my business around trying to, to be an insider or anything like that. So, you know, I, I, I should have known better and I do know better. And I should have, that's why, again, why I deleted the tweet with the swiftness because I knew that it would be misconstrued. I knew it wouldn't be understood the way that I was typing it on my phone. But... It is what it is. You can't take it back. I own it completely. And uh, yeah, so I sent a bad tweet and you pay the price for it. And, you know, there you go. So <laughs> it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not going to cower in a corner and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, uh, yeah. So y'all got any other questions on it? We can continue to talk about it, but uh, yeah. So mm, anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Buck Thomas says, we'll never know the truth. Who cares? This beef is best for business entertainment. Life is so much better when you treat it like a movie. Yeah, but Buck, I would tell you this. You know, contrary to some people, what their beliefs are, I, I am, listen, that, so the spats that Mark is getting in, and I would tell him this, the spats Mark is getting in are spats that I got into early on when I started doing this, right? Because I did look at it as like, you know what? As long as people are talking about me, that's all I care about as long as they're talking about me. But as I've grown and matured and like, I understand what content has value and what content doesn't. Because at the end of the day, there's a small percentage of us, right? And it is small in my opinion. There's a small percentage of us that are like connected on Twitter. Like we see everything, right? We know all the inside jokes. Like not everybody's like that, right? Like you talk to some of your buddies about Twitter. They're like, what are you talking about? I didn't see that. What, what meme are you discussing? What tweet is this? They don't even know what you're talking about, right? So we are locked into it. And, and what I realized is for those of us who are really plugged in on Twitter and those of us, anybody who follows along on Twitter, there's no value in that content. There's no, that's why I, I don't I don't entertain <clears throat> the slap dickery on social media. Yeah, Braddock, just keep it moving. I, I don't entertain the slap dickery. No, nobody, nobody follows TSUS to watch me take swings at, at whoever, like no, nobody, does. no, nobody follows for drama. And, and I don't want to be an account that produces drama. I give my takes on the Gamecocks, Gamecocks athletics, things that involve the Gamecocks. I give my takes, I give banter and that's it. That's it. I don't go back and forth with people. I don't get in spats again. I used to back in the day, but I think what Mark and company will learn is that it's better to just post and ghost. It's better to just get your thoughts out there, your opinions, how the masses consume it and what they do with it. It's it's on them. It's really not on you. You know what I mean? And, and they will react accordingly, and you just got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? So anyways, anyways, that's my thought on it. That's my take on it. But, you know, Twitter is the water cooler of our society. And, you know, again, I shouldn't have been so vague in my tweet. My my point that I was trying to get across was completely misconstrued, unfortunately. So that's the reality of it, and we'll keep it moving. And just like every other time something shit has hit the fan on Twitter, we will just bounce back harder than ever, and we will keep producing great content and 
ascending in business and all that good stuff. Anyways, uh, Michael Smith, guys, four-star tight end, commits the Gamecocks. Big pickup for South Carolina. Um, big pickup for the Gamecocks. Beamer ball to the freaking moon, folks. Beamer ball to the moon. Um, yeah, it's funny. We had, let's see. Okay, anyways, we had a tight end to the portal, and, and Beamer took that very, very, very personally. <laughs> Beamer took that very personally. Let's see. Trying to get this tweet out here while I'm live with y'all. You know, it is kind of funny, though, man, on social media, what goes and doesn't. Because, um, you know, I, I just, <laughs> and we just threw out the tweet. Great pickup again, Michael Smith, four-star tight end. Uh, Smith had this to say, quote, the energy's through the roof. Everyone's talking about the game. If you're a player, you're going to be loved no matter what. Yeah, Michael Smith, awesome stuff. Um, but I, last thing and I'll say on is this. It's it's so funny, though, how Twitter works because, you know, I I, I insinuate that, that maybe maybe Beamer did call Riley or just maybe that per sources, the whole combo is BS and people lose their minds. But, you know, it's, it's wild. People have accused me of things that could get you thrown into jail and nobody bats an eye. It's not a big deal. So it's just kind of funny how that works. Kind of funny how that works. But either way, we keep it moving. The only man that can get beat, the only way you can lose is if you quit. And uh, if you have not figured it out yet, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> So we're going to keep it trucking, keep it moving. And again, appreciate you all tuning in. Um, yeah, I'm not mentioning he who shall not be, be named over at Clem Sucks. I'm not mentioning their their OC ever again. So uh, until we play them, bottom line. Uh, D.D. Short, more winnable game this year in Athens or Neyland? We have to split if we want to go 10-2. and two. I still think in Neyland, D.D. I, I, I mean, listen, Tennessee – I think Josh Heupel is, is going to do a good job, is doing a good job with Tennessee. I, I don't think Tennessee is going to slip back into being, you know, five and seven, six and six, that Tennessee of old. Like, I think they're going to be a good team. But, like, Tennessee – Georgia showed it last year. Tennessee's still not on that level with Georgia. They're just not. They're not. Um, Georgia's a different beast, a different animal. And you just beat Tennessee. And now Tennessee's got to replace their quarterback. So, definitely still think the game in Neyland is more winnable. Uh, the game in Athens is intriguing, no doubt. I understand that Tennessee is going to have revenge on their mind, and all, but no way, no way. Uh, I, I saw something somebody um, somebody posted on social media. Georgia's, you know, probability to win each of their games, dude. They they have like they ha they only have less than a ninety percent chance to win a game one time in twenty twenty three, and that's against Tennessee. They have like a sixty eight percent chance. I mean, it's it's nuts. So, you know, people are expecting Georgia to be loaded again. I, I don't think that I I don't think that Georgia wins three in a row. Right? Right? No way. No way. No way. No way. So, anyways, guys, let's see. Yeah, great pickup. Michael Smith. Hey, let's go ahead, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into a break. I'm going to get this graphic out on uh, 
on Instagram and Facebook. But on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Thank you all for your patience. Just wanted to get that graphic out on social media from our friends over at On3 Recruits. They're the ones who posted it. But Michael Smith, the four-star tight end, has officially committed to the Gamecocks. Bruin Nation, appreciate the kind words. I was reading them over the break. Uh, thank you so much for the love and the support, my friend. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I, I respect and admire and appreciate anybody who is willing to, because you're not going to agree with what I say 100% of the time. If you did, I'd be very, very boring to follow, and I don't think it'd be a whole lot of fun talking sports with me. But I appreciate those who, if they have a question, are willing to reach out to me directly or come on the show and at least ask questions to uh, give me the opportunity to explain any said points or to have banter to go back and forth, because the beauty is in the banter. Anybody who's just trying to take one screenshot of a tweet and ruin somebody's life over it or cancel them over it, uh, that person's sick. They've got a lot of a lot of things wrong underneath the surface, and those people should be – honestly, man, you should pray for those people straight up. Straight up. Um, that's a sickness. That's a sickness. So, anyways, anyways, I'm not going to dwell on that. We're not going to talk about it. Let's talk about things that matter, and that is the Gamecocks. Really excited <clears throat> for the baseball season upcoming 24 days till opening day. Let's jump to the phone lines. And I think we got a spam caller. Cool. Your car is extended warranty. Awesome. Um. Anyways. Guys, phone lines are wide open. What is up, Slapdick? I don't know. He just commented Slapdick. Hunter Kelly says, we're finally top 11 in ranking for the 2024 class so far. And yeah, it's really early. It's really early. But, hey, man, continue to ascend. Continue to ascend in recruiting. And, you know, I understand that, you know, we all we all want it now. You know, we want a quick turnaround, if you will. But, uh, you know, it's um, as long as we continue to trend the right direction and we get, you know, we get incrementally better over the years, I, I think that's really all you can ask for, right? So, uh, certainly, we are headed the right direction. You got to love what Shane Beamer and company are doing and really, really excited um, for what they're building. So, really excited for what they're building. Guys, again, taking your, your questions, comments, and calls. Um, people asking, I, I posted the – I posted the uh, the graphic on social media for the catcher. Somebody asked, where's Colin Burgess? They thought he was back on the team. So, nope. In case you forgot, Burgie left. Got drafted. So, um, wow, Chip Carey's leaving for the Cardinals? Wow. Wow. I did not see that. Damn, that sucks. Loved hearing Chip Carey call – Call the games. Wow. Here we go. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Uh, yeah, just um, getting Robbie some uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm just playing. Um, no, uh, so for uh, the 24th class, I actually just looked that up, and mm -hmm. apparently we're higher than Tennessee right now because they're – ranked 13th in the class right now, I believe. Uh, 
but yeah, we're we're top eleven right now. But I know obviously that doesn't really matter right now. Still, yeah, you know, closer to twenty twenty four. But uh, what do you what do you think your prediction is for the class of like what we're going to be ranked at? Uh, of how high that's going to be. My prediction for the ranking of the class, like when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, I mean. You know, it's it's because tough. Because that's, that's the first, like, you know, we ever been, like, you know, looking at, like, 11. Like, that's the highest we ever been. Well, so actually the 2007 recruiting class was ranked seventh. That is the highest we've ever finished. Oh, okay, okay. That was the class with Steven Garcia, Patrick DeMarco, Travian Robertson. I think Cliff Matthews was in that one. Uh, anyways, so the seventh in 2007, that was the highest. But – uh I mean, listen. I, I think realistically, we could we could pull in a top fifteen class. I mean, it's re- again, it's really hard to project exactly where we'll finish. But uh, you know, I, listen. I'm not putting any limiting beliefs or expectations on Shane Beamer and company what they can do in recruiting. I mean, again, the momentum sure. is the momentum is uh, the momentum's through the roof. But like you said, it's super super early. So you know, I think also too yeah, what, what impacts you if you, if you can. If you can have a, you know, a, 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 if you can have a good 2023 season, you know, winning does help. Winning does help. So, um, but also yeah, coming off sure. the 2022 season and, and the positive momentum, and uh, I mean, you're off to a great start, man. Cam Pringle, Michael Smith, and Dante Reno off to a great start for the class, and uh, sky's the limit, man. I mean, heck, you could be top ten. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you think you probably need to land a couple five stars to do that, but uh, I don't think there's any reason why you can't finish, you know, let's say top fifteen in recruiting. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, as you can tell, I'm super optimistic about 2024 class, and obviously 2030. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering where where do you think do you think uh, our rankings will uh, like push higher if we can somehow land Big Harbor? Well, so that will apply to the 2023 class, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely shoot up the rankings if we finish or if we land Nick Harbor. We'll, we'll definitely shoot up the rankings. Okay. So. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm excited. I think we've got a good shot. You know, I was asked yesterday about my my prediction or, or thoughts on that. You know, I'm not I'm not one of the crystal ball boys. They're probably better to ask about that than me. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I think the Gamecocks have got just as good a shot as anybody to land Nick Arbor. And obviously, I don't think I really have to sell to anybody why um, why it'd be huge, right? Why it would be huge. So um, yeah, yeah, excited for, sure. for it. Excited for it. I appreciate it, man. That's all I needed. Hunter, I appreciate the call, my guy. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Great stuff from our friend Hunter. Uh, Again, guys, podcast, full podcast will drop on Thursday. We'll talk this. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk, um, you know, everything in between. We'll continue our position unit preview series with the Yardcocks on Friday or excuse me Thursday's pod we'll talk uh second baseman entering the 2023 season really exciting back half of the week with all of our guests and stuff like that really really cool stuff um Andrew Murphy I I thought Burgess got selected Burgess Burgess a thousand percent got drafted my man because literally you go search him right now Unless I'm unless I'm losing my brain. Yeah, here he is right here. He has stats. He has stats, my guy. He got drafted by the – he signed with the Tigers. Either that or he signed as an unsigned free agent, but he signed with the Tigers because he, he had nine ABs. He went three for nine with three RBI. Uh, 
for the FCL Tigers, who are their rookie affiliate. So Colin Burgess is not in college anymore. So um, let's see. Jeremy Wardell, I don't care where we finish. I don't care where we finish if we can continue to get Nicky Mawari and DQ Smith. Uh, guys like that, you're saying. Goes to show rankings are just opinions. Yeah, I mean, listen, indeed, indeed. I, I will say this. It's it's that, Jeremy, it's that argument forever and ever, right? How much do stars really matter? Here's the thing, though, right? You can say stars don't matter. But if they didn't matter, people would not react so exciting, right? They wouldn't react so positively when you get a four or five star, right? Like, I mean, it's it's hard to say, well, you know, I'd say, hey, if stars don't matter, then, you know, don't don't overreact to when you get a four or five star commitment, right? If the stars don't matter. I think probably the more suitable take on that is just be excited when you get a commitment no matter what, because you never know, right? They could be the next legend. Um stars, you know, Jeremy, we've talked about this. Stars aren't everything, though, right? They're not everything. But over the long haul, if you look at the teams that are getting all the four and five stars, you look at the teams. That, you know, and I, and I love to, to to bust the chops of the crystal ball boys and of the recruiting services. And, you know, I, I, I love to, you know, kind of, we love to poke holes in it, right? Especially when it works out for us. Like, look at this guy. Y'all said he was a three-star. Y'all said he was a two-star. Now he's a legend. But if you look at it, to give them credit, more often than not, they're right. And I say that because if you look at the teams, let's say over the past five, six, seven years, decade, whatever, the star ratings are very indicative of, of who's competing for the college football playoff, right? Like the, the, the teams that are getting the best players per the star system, those are the teams winning the most games. I mean, they just are, right? They just are. It, you can't refute that. It's why the blue chip ratio argument, it exists, right? The blue chip ratio argument exists, right? Like if your blue chip ratio on your roster is not over 50%, Stats show you cannot win the national championship. Now, that doesn't mean, hey, look at Florida, right? I think it was last year. They had a roster over the 50% blue chip ratio, but they were terrible. I know they beat the Gamecocks, but as a whole, they were terrible. Why is that? You need more than just the stars. But Jimmys and Joes over X's and O's, right? Without the Jimmys and Joes, MX's and O's really don't matter all that much. So, are stars everything? Absolutely not. But... Over the course of the long haul, you need more good players than not good players on your roster. And if you ask any coach that takes over a program like the way Shane Beamer took over South Carolina, what's he going to tell you? We got to recruit. We got to go get top-notch talent. We got to get top-notch players. They're all going to say that because it's the truth. You got to have great players. And you got to have great depth. That's really the difference. I mean, Jake Crane has preached on that over and over, that it's not about – you're starting 22. It's about 44. It's about 66. It's about your three deep, right? That's what it really comes down to. James Kendall makes a great point, too. Keep in mind, uh, keep in mind the reason so many of our legends are two and three stars because 95% of our players have been two and three stars. That's a great point, James. That is a great point. Yes, absolutely. That's, I mean, and that, and I don't even think that's a slight, James, but it is just the truth. 95% is probably a stretch, but I understand what you're saying. Like most of our guys, have been three stars, right? Like Shane Beamer's kind of starting to change that narrative. We're getting more four stars and, you know, hopefully fives down the road. But, I mean, yeah, James, to your point, you know, most of the guys we've signed have been three stars, and a lot of teams are that way, right? Like it's – it's there's only four, so many four stars to go around. Um, 
Ruination stars do matter. You can find a couple three-star studs. But if you're loaded with four and fives, you're going to be better off than most and longer. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Yeah, Austin Greer. I uh, I touched on it earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to dive back into it. But, uh, yeah, I touched on all that earlier. Um, I would just say this to you, Austin Greer. I'm behind Shane Bieber 110%. We got our guy, Let Loggins Cook. That is the end of it. You want to hear more on it, you can go back in the show. Um, Savannah Webster, 20-0 and 0 feeling. Yes, yes. Shout out to Dawn Staley's squad. Feels good. I mean, Dawn Staley and company, the definition of feels good to be good. That's it. Feels good to be good. Feels great to be great. Feels incredible to be undefeated. Who stands in the Gamecocks' way of going wire to wire, going undefeated this season? I would say maybe LSU, maybe the game with UConn. Things can get a little tricky in the SEC tournament. But I think it's possible. I really think it's possible. This team can go wire to wire. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from uh, Robbie Davis, the Zaxby's Hall of Famer. To accept, press one. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey. Hey. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, my guy. I appreciate you asking. What's up? First things first, Chick-fil-A sucks. Okay. Okay. Chick-fil-A right. garbage. They don't have a Hall of Famer. That she does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chick-fil-A is garbage. I mean, okay. I gave I gave and my take on social way. media about Chick-fil-A and, and folks were uh, I feel like a little less than thrilled, but, you know, is what it is. Um, but I, I certainly know, Robbie, where your allegiances lie. We, we've we've been down this road before, no doubt. My allegiance is the Zaxby's, okay? We already know that. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to give you my prediction for the game tomorrow night. Okay. Um, I... I definitely do think that we're, like I've said before, we're undersized right now. And I feel like once we get the guys that have size and ability, of course, I think we can, in years, it'll take a couple of years, several years, but, but I think in years to come, we'll have something to be proud of. But for now, we just got to, Except what we're where we're at right now, and right now we are eight and eleven, mm-hmm. and we're not that we're not great. Yeah, we're not great, Robbie. I think that's putting it very kindly. We are not. We we are we are not great. Per Robbie Davis, we are not great this year. Yeah, yeah. Now the girls team, on the other hand. I don't know what they're putting in the water for the girls' team, but whatever they're putting in the water for the girls' team, the boys need it bad. And I don't know yet, but me and Marion R26, who's sitting literally right next to me for on the way back from Orangeburg. Shout out to Marion. What's up, man? <laughs> but, uh, and uh, but we might be going to the uh, LSU game, the girls LSU game, because I looked up tickets yesterday, and they're not that expensive. So the only game that I saw that was really expensive was, of course, the game against UConn. Mm-hmm. 
But um, but yeah, and like, and I listened to some of uh, JT's uh, show this morning on the way to uh, Artsburg, mm-hmm. and it was it was it, I I liked it a little bit. But and he mentioned you, by the way. JT mentioned you. In in what context? Uh, basically, like, there's a lot of people that don't like you because you tell the truth and you don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> That's basically what he said. Uh, love it, love it. <laughs> I mean, but, no, no, no lie. Li- JC, JC will tell a joke, but he ain't never told a lie. So I respect that about JC. No, I, I, he does, I, and he also said that he loves your content. He loves the way you do your content. Well, JC's the man, and the Big Spur does a great job. Gamecock Central does a great job. They all do a great job. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of great, a lot of great Gamecock content creators. And uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I appreciate and <clears throat> value my relationship with JC Sherbert greatly, man. JC's the man, and you know anybody who's been following for a while <clears throat> knows that that back in the day we used to we used to get into some some spats here and there, but really glad that's behind us and, and yeah. we're able to build a productive relationship and provide value to the masses. And, yeah. um, you know, we were all put on this earth as human beings to help each other, my friend, to assist each other in, in growth and business and whatever different pursuits. And I'm, I'm glad that J.C. Sherbert can mm-hmm. be a part of it and I can be a part of what he's doing as well. It's a, it's, it's an awesome thing, man, but, truly. I'm, and, I'm, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, But let's get to the meat and potatoes of the <clears> conversation. <throat> yeah. I do not see us beating Florida. I don't. So my prediction is, and this is this is this is genuine compared to what I've seen. Okay, but I think well, I think it'll be Florida seventy-seven, and I'll be shocked if we score over fifty. Seventy-seven to less than fifty for 50. us. Less than fifty. I'll be shocked if we get fifty or over fifty. Hey, let, let, <laughs> hey, let me let me tell you this. Uh, I just went to ESPN. They've got their matchup predictor. You know the analytics, which doesn't mean anything, but it's it's just like their their what their numbers say. Florida ninety six point eight percent chance to win the ball game. Mm-hmm. The Gamecocks have a three point two percent chance to win per ESPN. Three point two percent, and I'm guessing that's bad. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> per sources, it's not great. <laughs> but uh, let me go ahead and jump over here. I think we're going to try and find somewhere to eat before we head back to the house. So. Uh, have a great rest of your show. Go Gamecocks and to hell with them purple pants wearing losers. Robbie, appreciate you. Tell Mary and I said hello, and y'all have a great rest of your day, man. Thank y'all. Chris says hello. What's up, Chris? He What's says up, hi. Man? What's up, man? I love it. Y'all, hey, y'all take care. Be good, man. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, Bye-bye. man. You too. Appreciate it. Great stuff there from the Robbie Davis camp. Appreciate uh, appreciate him calling in, tuning in. I, I need to go down. I need to go down to Orangeburg, go down to Roebuck. I guess he's now moving, though, to Somerville. So 
When we're down there in Somerville for the TSUS Spring Tour, which we will be announcing dates very, very soon here. Very soon. Um, I will definitely link up with Robbie Davis and, and Marion and the entire crew. So, again, guys, 843-790-337-7. That's 843-790-3377. The phone lines are wide open. Um, Lynn Turner says the girls are stacking top three recruiting classes year upon year. Yeah, and again, on the recruiting note, right, if you talk about recruiting, do stars matter? Well, I mean, Dawn Staley and company are recruiting basically the, the best classes, right, the best classes every year, and they're the best team. So you tell me. I'd say there is a direct correlation with how good we are and how well we're recruiting, right? So... Anyways, let's see. Jeremy Wardell, okay, maybe I missed some of your comments. He says, "So you're saying there's a chance?" I'm assuming that's not the one you you meant for me to read. Um, the girls get all the four and five stars. They definitely matter in women's basketball. Okay, so I think that's probably the one you were talking about. Indeed. Um, Chick-fil-A may be overrated, but not hard garbage. I also saw Daniel Gregory, by the way. How about a Tennessee fan? He says, appreciate the content. Go Big Orange. How about that? Daniel Gregory. Rival fans enjoying the, uh, in the, enjoying the content. How about it? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. I think, Jeremy, I'm caught up on your, your comments. Andrew Horrell my brother surprised me with an early B-Day present at the Carolina Clemson Sucks game this season. I'm excited. Uh, baseball or what, Andrew? Or football this fall? Are, are, are they even selling tickets to football yet? Travis says, watch us beat Florida. We do Gamecock stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, dude, it, that would be such a... That would be such a Gamecock thing to do, man. That'd be such a Gamecock thing to do. We, we, we just, I, you know... And, and like I said, like I said, I do believe... Like, I don't think this team's going to go defeated the rest of the year, right? I mean, we beat Kentucky on the road, so we're obviously capable. I know ten or excuse me, Kentucky's been a a bit of a dumpster fire, but it just goes to show that again, if Gigi Jackson goes off and and Michi Johnson's making it from everywhere, and uh, you know Hayden Brown's playing well, if those three guys are playing well, you know you got a shot. You got a shot. Kane Morris says I'm usually at work during a show like I am now, but since I have time to comment, still love what you do, Chris. Keep it up. More of a football guy, but I tune in during the offseason when I can. Got to respect your grind. Go, Cox. Hey, Kane, I appreciate you, my friend. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for the comment, Kane. Thank you. Um, Let's see. Okay. Well, Andrew, hopefully you witness a Gamecocks W. Brandon Kuhn says, JC just said on his podcast, it's not looking good for Harbor coming here. Well, that's not the news I was hoping to hear, my friend. I don't know why, Brandon, you're trying to ruin my day today. I don't know why you're trying to ruin my day. Um, oh, well. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a huge pickup. Uh, did he say, Brandon, who who's going to get him? Does he think it's going to be Oregon? Does he think it's going to be somebody else? Like, what you thinking?
Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Again, on yesterday's show, for my Yardcox fans and, and Gamecocks baseball fans are as passionate as anybody or any fan base, any, any baseball fan base in the country. Um, we talked first baseman yesterday on the show. And it all comes down to Gavin Cassis, right? I know Jacob Compton comes in from Memphis, was a big slugger for the Tigers a season ago, 11 home runs. But uh, it all comes down to Cassis, right, and, and what he can do, the Vanderbilt transfer. And he's got all the potential, big body, left-handed hitter, right, left-handed slugger. And you think about it, he's a dude that should have a field day swinging the stick at Founders Park. We all know Founders, you know, the wind comes off that river, blows left to right most of the time. Sometimes it's a swirling wind, but most of the time the wind is blowing out to right field. I mean, this is a guy that should probably have double-digit home runs by the time we get to conference play. So it all comes down to Gavin Cassis. What can he do? The big thing for him, staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's got all the tools, right? You talk to anybody around the baseball program and anybody that knows the game, he's got all the tools to be a big-time guy, right? D1 baseball is really high on him, many others as well. He's just got to stay healthy and be that consistent day-in, day-out guy. Gavin Cassis, remember the name, could be the next big-time basher from the left-handed side in Columbia. Really excited to see what he can do. I think Jacob Compton's more of a guy that slides in at the DH spot. I think he slides in at DH. And, guys, I I tell you, I'm excited. 24 days till opening day. 24 days also until, you know, I, I've always looked at baseball season as a time where I, I I completely separate myself as a content creator. You know, there's there's a lot of people that can talk recruiting. There's a, and this has been as no slight, by the way. But – uh <clears throat> where some people slow down, right? We're in the offseason of football. Some people slow down. I speed up. I gear up, man. I, I, you know, even talking to Aaron Fitt on Friday, I mean, I love football, obviously. Who doesn't, you know? Love the Gamecocks on the football field. But even talking to Aaron Fitt, like, I, I hit a different gear. I hit a different gear when I, when I start talking baseball. It just, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things. I love it. I, I truly love it. Um, absolutely love it. So, Landon White, 24 days in today, he says, who do we play the first game? UMass Lowell. It'll be a 4 o'clock first pitch at Founders Park. I'm not 110% sure what my plans for opening day are. Uh, I'm sure he's not tuned in, but I'll never forget my guy. When My guy, Kevin Carter, and I, when uh, New Ground Coffee was a sponsor of mine, we threw an opening day tailgate, and we barely had anybody come by, kind of a – you know, uh, you know, four, like five or six people showed up literally because it was a four o'clock first pitch, right? So people were, were, were at work, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, but uh, I, I don't know. We'll figure something out, but I definitely do want to throw some tailgates for baseball season. I definitely want to hang out with the Rowdy Roosters, which that's what I need to do. Uh, I told you guys I was going to be updating the Rowdy Roosters merch. I just really want to update the text. That is the biggest thing. It's so hard to read that cursive text, I feel like. So we're going to update. What we could do is just do the chicken logo with the bats in the background. That, I mean, what do y'all think? That could honestly serve as our Rowdy Roosters logo. I, I think that could actually get the job done. <clears throat> I think that could actually get the job done. So uh, let's see. Brandon says, Chris, that South Carolina LSU women's basketball game will be big. Both teams are 20 and 0. Yeah, that'll be huge. That'll be huge, man. That is going to be a big-time game, no doubt. We'll see. Will they both be undefeated when they play that game? Ranger Ryan says, facts, TSUS baseball coverage is second to none. I mean, yeah, like I said, man, I, I just 
I really feel like it's an opportunity for me to separate myself as a content creator, man. The way that I cover the game, obviously my experience playing the game at the college level, granted it wasn't SEC, it wasn't D1, but still playing the game at the college level and, and also just my passion for it. You know what I mean? I, I tell people all the time that I may not be the smartest, the, the smartest. See, there you go. Exactly. I'm, I may not be the smartest, the funniest, the most attractive, um, even the most informed, but what my, what I, what I strive to be and what I pride myself on being is having the most passion and being the most entertaining. And, and really, again, just that derives from the passion that I have for it and, you know, being passionate and living boldly and speaking boldly and, um, you know, acting passionately in, in my pursuits with the business. And, you know, it's sports, man. It's sports. I, I feel like, again, when you're speaking, especially when you're on your own team, like you should be, you should be passionate about it, right? I mean, this is sports. I mean, this is something we all love. Like we bleed this, you know what I mean? Like this ain't some, you know, it's, it's, I, I laugh, you know, I, I just, I genuinely laugh when people try to insinuate that you're a Gamecock fan, like as a bandwagon or you, you like, I don't say this disrespectfully, but like nobody's bandwagoning on the Gamecocks. If you're a Gamecock and you've been a Gamecock as long as I have, and you have, and we all have like, this is in your blood, bro. Like, this is something you are born with this, man. Like, this is, this is, there's, there's no casual about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we live and die with this team through the good, through the bad. Like, bro, I built my business on the back of the Will Muschamp years. Like, I built my business on the back of going four and eight, two and eight. Like, this ain't no casual, fair weather, nothing, man. We could go 0 and 12 this football season. Guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be right here talking to you all. This ain't no, there's no casual about this, man. There ain't no, well, he's he's doing this for business. Is he really a fan? Bro, do you really think I'd subject myself to some of the slap dickery that we've dealt with over the years? Hell no. Nah. If it was about business and about turning a profit, I would have started a business around Alabama. I would have started a business around Ohio State. I would have started a business around the entire SEC. No offense. I wouldn't have chosen the Gamecocks, who have never won a national championship. So... Man, it's, it's, there's no casual about this, man. We live and die with the good times, the bad times, all of it. Like, again, TSUS, bro, if I wasn't a diehard fan, when we had 1,000 followers and Will Muschamp was our head coach, ain't no way I would have kept pushing through. There is no way. There is no way. None. So, you can miss me with that slap dickery, bro. I, I I I know to the real ones. I know to people that follow. Like I, I know that people like Chris. We know you're a Gamecock fan, but like to to even think there are those out there that even insinuate otherwise is laugh out loud funny. It's laugh out loud funny. Truly, truly. Anyways, <clears throat> it's crazy, bro. It's it's just crazy. Listen, a decade from now, you know how you're going to be able to tell who the real fans are and who the bandwagons are? Colin Hill. Do you know who Colin Hill is? If you don't know who Colin Hill is, you're a bandwagon fan. Do you know who Colin Hill is? Yes or no? That's it. That's all I have to ask you. <clears throat> when I say the name Colin Hill to you, what does it mean? Like, that, that's how you'll be able to tell, right? That's how you'll be able to tell. So, nah, man, it's it's just, I didn't plan on, on going on that that rant, if you will, but I, I just, you know, it's 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 so funny. It, it's some of the stuff, some of the commentary I see is just wild. 
And I mean, it's a blessing, bro. It's a blessing because when you're, when you got a thousand followers and you ain't doing shit and I'm not trying to attack anybody with a thousand followers, I'm not swinging down at follower counts, but I'm just saying like when you're a, when you're a harmless, when you're viewed as like a, you know, when you're viewed as a, as a harmless account and, and, uh, oh, look, he's, he's got a thousand followers, you know, he's, 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 he's staying, he's coloring within the lines, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's not really making waves. They're not having a lot of success. So we don't mind what he says or does. It's only when you really start popping and you start having success. And then all of a sudden you got people saying, well, he, he's just doing this for business interests. He's not even a fan. It's like, bro, are you insane? And then you have people that bring up things about like business behind the scenes, money and stuff. And it's just like, dude, to insinuate that someone starts a podcast to get rich is crazy it's crazy talk imagine think about that gary v spoke on this yesterday apparently in 2022 the amount of new podcasts that are being created went down and gary v made a great point it's because it's hard it's very hard it's hard to build a platform from scratch and build it into something people care about. It's very hard. It takes relentless years of effort and determination. And growth, by the way. Personal growth. Because you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing as you navigate. Hey, if you're really sticking true to yourself and not waking up every day and saying, well, what can I say that the masses will approve of? You know? If you're speaking truly and boldly, there's just going to come times, guys, where people disagree. That's okay. The the worst case scenario is not folks disagreeing. The worst case scenario is folks not caring anymore. That's that's, That's the truth and the reality. But you've got to be willing to weather the storm. And you've got to be willing to, hey, guess what? There ain't no anonymous account I ever seen been able to sustain growth to a level where they're able to monetize it and do it as a full-time business. I don't know any businesses out there, unless they provide a product or a service, I don't know any businesses out there that are anonymous, that are popping. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're out there, and this is just speaking to all content creators, if you're out there and you're trying to start a podcast and you want to do it full-time or you're trying to start an entity, if you're too scared to put your face on it, guess what? You ain't going to do it. It's, it's not going to happen. You got to be brave. You got to have some courage. You got to have some courage. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. And you got to do that repeatedly. Every single day for, I'd say, five years. You got to be willing to eat shit for at minimum three to four years. Three years. At minimum three years. If you do it diligently every single day for three years, and you don't worry about the money side, in three years you might wake up and you might be making enough traction. If your belief is as great and as fierce as mine was in my pursuit, you might be making enough waves to to make something out of it. And then from then on, then you can start to build, right? Because guess what? A business without money is a hobby. And if you wanted to be your hobby, that's fine, but that wasn't my goal. My goal was to get the hell out of the corporate world. Hated being in the cube. I'm not made for it. I'm not built for it. I don't want anybody telling me what I can and can't do. I don't want anybody having control over me. I'm a free human being. 
two things I probably value the most at this point in my life, and I always have, but that really come to the top of my mind are my freedom and my peace. Those two things. My freedom and my peace. That's why I don't value getting in spats on social media. Because, number one, nothing constructive comes out of it. Right? Nothing productive comes out of it. But number two, it's not good for your mental peace. It robs you of the mental peace. I, I have no interest in it. I have no interest in entertaining it. All you're doing, all that's doing is it's, it's a thief in the night of my mental peace. And I have no interest in it. So, but you've got to be willing to, to, to deal with that. If you really want to pop, you got to be willing to deal with it. So, good luck. I, I wish, listen, I wish anybody, I wish anybody best of luck. I wish anybody best of luck. I really do. Um, I really do. I, I, I wish anybody best of luck. If it's truly your dream and your vision, your goal to to cover the Gamecocks and, and, and you and you you've got this passion for it, bro. I, I wish you nothing but the best. Even I'll tell you this, even those who have dragged my name through the mud as much as possible, even those. I wouldn't react negatively if they reached out and asked for advice, for tips, for whatever, for whatever, for anything. I would either not respond because that's my right to not respond. I'd either not respond or, you know what, I would actually genuinely give my feedback and my experience. Because who am I to stop someone from who they're meant to be, what nature's called them to do, if that's really what they're they're meant to do. So, you know, you you don't, you don't, your light, never forget, folks, your light does not shine brighter because you try to dull someone else's. We see that a lot on social media. A lot of people, the reason they're trying so hard to dull somebody else's light is because they are very self-aware and insecure of the fact that their own light does not shine bright on its own merit. That's the truth. That's the, that's the harsh reality. I mean, heck, guys, I, I'm not going to call him out. I'm not going to say the guy's name by name. But, hell, I, I saw a dude that follows along, that shows support, that came up to my tailgate. Man, I rock with what you do, bro. He's got a little podcast. You know, he, does, he makes some little content here and there. Man, I rock with what you do, bro. And wouldn't you know it, when that Dak Joyner shit went down, what did he have to say on social media? He used that madness as an opportunity to say, hey, if anybody needs a show out there to listen to, anybody needs a Gamecock podcast that's positive and this and that, come listen to my show. I mean, that that just... That, that's just, you know, again, that that is, that is you don't believe, you know for a fact you can't win on your own merit. You need somebody else's light to be dimmed in some capacity for your light to shine. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to mention who the guy is. I'm, I'm not going to bring his name up. Um, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter because I'm sure there's others that, I know that for a fact there's others that feel that way too. You know, a lot of people will tell you they rock with you behind, you know, to your, to your face and then say other shit behind closed doors. And it's all good. It is what it is. 
that's why I keep my circle small. So, um, anyways, I, I'm getting off on a tangent. I apologize, guys, but, you know, anyways. Anyways, it's uh, – I just – I don't know, man. I don't rock with that. <clears throat> I don't I don't think I – don't, I don't think using somebody else's misfortune, you know, whether it be on social media or what have you, to – that's the time to promote your, you know, let me go promote, you know, just in case y'all, y'all need to – I mean, dude, come on. You're just such a loser. You're such a loser, bro. Anyways. Yes, Brennan M., what's going on, my guy? Appreciate you. Uh, we did get a big pickup. Michael Smith. 2024 four-star tight end. Just keeps on keeping on. Keeps on keeping on. Shane Beamer continues to crush on the recruiting trail. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yep. Beamer, ball to the moon. And you look at him, what is he, 6'4", Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here we go. Joseph says, Chris, I had to tune out for a while. Have you touched on the 2010-11 teams being the clutch or most clutch? Clutchest, he says. Most clutch ball clubs ever. If there are other teams y'all think of, please name them. Well, I mean, definitely, Joseph, those are the, those are the most clutch teams in, in school history. I mean, it's... Um, I mean, and dude, I, I'll tell you this, Joseph. Let's let's not leave out 2012. I, you know, it's 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 funny. 2012 just gets forgotten. I mean, they made it to the national championship, right? They assisted, right? The 2012 team assisted in the record that is what 22 straight postseason wins or something like that, right? So, you know, nah. I mean, you, you're you're you'd be hard pressed to find any more clutch ball clubs in 10 and 11. I mean, it just truly, I mean, I, that that 10 run, especially, you know, 11, we've talked with AJ Morales about this. 11 was a lot more, it was a lot more about business. Um, you know, Adrian told me, he's like, dude, 10, it was like, oh, this new thing. Like, oh my God, like what a ride, what a magical ride. He, 11, they knew, like, we're the best team. We should win, you know, which it's still baseball. It's tough, but like it was, it was more so like that was that was without a doubt the expectation. Nothing less would be good enough, right? So, yeah, really, really cool insight. Which we'll get Adrian Morales back on the show, man. Adrian's Adrian will have you ready to run through a brick wall. Absolutely, he will have you ready to run through a brick wall. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you again, you'd be very hard pressed. You'd be very hard pressed to find two teams more clutch, or three teams really more clutch than 10, 11, and 12. So, uh, guys, that being said, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. 
That being said, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Let's jump right back into it. Lynn Turner says, what I think is underappreciated about that baseball run is the third year 2012. We were in the finals again. We didn't win it, so it's frequently overlooked, but what a run. Yeah, Lynn, it's it's so funny that uh, I had Adam Matthews on the show a couple years ago back in the, the old studio, and uh, – and, uh, I asked him, I was like, how does it feel to, to be on the, the most forgotten team in Carolina baseball history? Because it, it is funny, right? Like 2012, because we had won back-to-back national titles like any other year, like if this year's team went to the, went to the College World Series finals and lost, we'd be like, bro, that was a great year. Like, like that would be one of the most memorable years ever. But when you're following up back-to-back national championships and then you don't win it, it doesn't matter that you, didn't, that you got to the finals. For any other team, that'd be like a, that'd be the greatest season in Clem Sucks baseball history. But for us, it's like, well, we didn't win it, so whatever. Just totally forgotten, bro. You can't even find like 2012 highlights on a uh, on YouTube for the 2012 College World Series. Like they're not even on there. There's a couple full games, but there's very few highlights in the 2012 season. So I, it's 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 wild. But I mean, it speaks to you know, it speaks to the. Uh, just how dominant we were. Uh, and I also saw a tweet from Luke RJ, who commented, by the way, it's it's Whit Merrifield's birthday today. So happy birthday, Whit Merrifield. But uh, he commented on that video and said that, you know, what a year it was for Gamecock Sports in 2010, which made me think of this. I would ask you guys this question, and this is probably better off-season content. This is something we could talk about, like, july right or june or when there's not a lot going on but like if you had to what was the greatest year all around in gamecock sports history right what was the greatest year all around you could definitely argue 2010 i don't know what basketball did in 2010 but like all around sports year you know what was the greatest year you know i don't know 10 is definitely up there. I and mean, that was just an incredible time. Uh, I think 2011, you know, we didn't go to the SEC championship, but you win 11 games, right, for the first time in school history. So, it's, it's you know, it's, it's our, I don't, again, I don't know what basketball did in those years. Some people might say 2017. Although, well, I mean, you think about it. 20, hey, 2017 was a good year. Not really for baseball because Chad Holbrook got fired. But uh, I was just thinking that was the final four year. And then football won nine games and went to the Outback Bowl, won the Outback Bowl. So that was a pretty good year. Pretty good year to be a fan, right? Um, I'm trying to think what other years. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know if y'all might have some suggestions or some 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 thoughts on it. Brennan M says, cooking with cocky. Chris and cocky need to put on a cooking show together the weekend TDC. Yeah, Lynn Turner, yeah. I mean, again, to your point, we, we beat number one teams in all three men's major sports in 2010. So it's, it's really hard to debate that there was a better year, right, than, than 2010. 2010 was magical. 2010 was magical, no doubt. Again, guys, 843 
The phone lines are open. 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday. We've got special guests out the wazoo the next couple of days. We do have Mark Ryan on the show tomorrow. We've got J.C. Sherbert Thursday. We're going to have Kyle Peterson, ESPN College Baseball Analyst, on Friday. Um, I'm also working on, of course, our conversation with Aaron Fitt of D1Baseball.com. We'll drop on the podcast Thursday. I'm also working on having Michael Bratton, that SEC podcast. Going to determine whether I want to have him on TDC or have him as an interview for the podcast, but that will drop within the next week, week and a half, probably something like that. So, guess out the wazoo for sure, man. Guess out the wazoo. Really, really excited for it. And uh, Joseph says, it's 2015 one of the worst years ever? Again, I, I don't think basketball was very good, were they? And 2015, baseball wasn't good. We missed the postseason. Um, yeah, 15 was bad. 15 was a bad year. 15 was not a lot to cheer about, my friend. Nope. 15 was not a lot to cheer about. So, that's a good point you bring up. Really good point. Tennessee's Josh Heupel receives a $9 million per year contract extension through January 2029. Uh, Also, nine SEC teams are in the ESPN, or excuse me, the USA... Yeah, the ESPN.com softball preseason poll, top 25. Florida at 5, Arkansas at 6, Bama at 7, Tennessee at 12, Georgia 13, Kentucky 17, LSU 20, Auburn 21, Mizzou 23. The Gamecocks are not listed. Bev Smith, got to get it together. Got to get it together. Yeah. So, Josh Heifel gets a contract extension through 20, January 2029, which, I mean, I don't think that's all that surprising, I guess, after the job he did this year. Let's see. Travis Allen says, every year is better than being a Tater fan. Indeed. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. I hear you. I hear you, my guy. I hear you. I hear you indeed. Okay. Again, Gamecocks return to action on the hardwood tomorrow. <clears throat> tomorrow, taking on the Florida Gators in Gainesville. Jordan Travis says, I came here to win a national championship. I didn't come here to win a Heisman. Florida State's quarterback, that's his goal for the year for 2023. So, Indeed. Again, guys, be sure to check out TSUS.store. Our touchdown merch that dropped yesterday. Also, we've got some new merch on the way next Monday. 
the fourth, I guess you could say, of our drops that we've been putting out there. I think next week you guys will absolutely love it as well. Um, I will be sporting the new merch here very soon. Ordered mine uh, yesterday as well, actually, because I got to order my own merch. So we will have that on display. Um, really exciting stuff, though, man. And I appreciate you guys, the love, the support. Um, 24 days, 24 days to open today. Travis Ellis said, we'd love to hear Coach Ford's thoughts on the 2024 class. I mean, it's only three players strong, Travis. So I think we got to be fair, right? It's only three players, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, the recruiting momentum continues. And it's, it's you know, I, I mean, how can you not be ecstatic, my guy? How can you not be ecstatic? Now it's just about putting it all together and winning games. And, um, you know, the Gamecocks are going to have to start fast, right? You know, Michael Bratton made the point today on social media, and I echoed it that, you know, the if you look at the front half of the schedule, it's, I mean, it's daunting. It's daunting, bottom line. So it's very, it's very tough, and and you've got to be able to get off to a hot start and um, go from there. So, yeah, you got to get off to a hot, hot start. Beamer ball to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> yeah, Travis, you still got to wait till December to put the ink on paper. I, you know, I, I mean, I would say, and I've said this before, that, you know, I think it's wise for fans to, you know, while we celebrate these these commitments, and you should, right? You should, because for a for a prospect to verbally commit, right, to publicly come out and say, I'm going to this school or I'm committing to this school, things have got to be going well within your program, right? Like, it's it's another it's another vote of confidence. It's another check for your program that, you know what, that caliber of athlete sees the University of South Carolina and says, I'm committing to you over all the others, right? So that's a positive and something we should all be excited about. But, but I think it's smart for fans to, to be cautious and to not get, you know, overzealous or, or, or get worked up to a point to where, because we've seen it before, right? Recruiting giveth and recruiting taketh away. We love flips when we get them. We hate them when they happen to us. So just keep in mind, right? There's a long way to go before signing day. And uh, these other schools that are on these guys' lists, they don't stop recruiting the kid just because they committed, right? So I think it is definitely smart to, you know, somewhat take it with a grain of salt and, you know, just understand that, hey, things can change, something could happen, but also, you know, be able to be happy in the short term and and, and be excited about the direction of the program and the positive momentum and everything that's happening. So I, I just protect your emotions, right? Protect your emotions, protect your feelings. It'll serve you probably better in the long run versus, you know, nobody likes the guy that's that's losing his cool because a kid decommits or flips or, I mean, we see it, we, we see it all the time. We literally see it all the time. And it's like, just don't be that guy. Don't tweet at Crutes. Don't tweet at Crutes. Don't tweet at Crutes. So, in case you missed it, guys, four-star tight end, 2024, four-star tight end. Michael Smith commits to the Gamecocks.
Cody, Final Four run in 2017, lost to Gonzaga, who went on to win it all. Yeah, that Sindorius Thornwell sick game. That was that was unfortunate. To think what it could have been, right? To think what it could have been. Hunter, I don't know that we're looking at anybody else for the 23 class. I have no idea. Um, you never know. You know, a, a late one could a late one could be added. Um a late one certainly could be added. Signing day next Wednesday, eight days from today, right? So, should be a lot of fun. Travi says, <clears throat> reading what Pringle said makes you feel really good on him staying with us. He wants to rep his state and try to win the first national title for our squad. I mean, you love to hear that. You love to hear that. And that should be the goal. That should be the goal. I think people misunderstand. Like, when I make predictions, right, they they think that, like, that's me setting what the expectation should be. You know, there's a difference in, in what the expectation should be inside the building and, like, us as fans having realistic expectations. The expectation in the building should be to win the national championship. The expectation in the building should be to win every game, and I know that it is. There's nobody that goes into a season saying, well, let's go six and six. That outside noise should be blocked. I, there, there shouldn't be anybody that's paying attention to my predictions, your predictions, anybody's predictions. We, we've fallen into this. Like, I know that it's important to be in touch on social media. If you're Shane Beamer, if you're players, if you're other people. But we have really, like, no longer are the days of don't read your press clippings. That's all people do is read their press clippings. Who cares what somebody predicts and picks? Yeah, the expectation in the building should be to win every game. But we're not in the building, right? We don't pretend to be in the building. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. I can make a prediction. I can make a take. I can make a pick. And that's where a lot of people get it get it twisted and get confused. They, you know, there's a lot of fans that for some reason they take the mindset of like, we're on the team too. It's like, no, you're not. You're a fan. You're not on the team. You're not in the building. You're not on the staff. You're a fan. That's it. How you choose to fan Completely up to you, but you're a fan, right? So we can be critical and we can give predictions and takes and set realistic expectations. The expectation of the building, though, should be to win every single game. The expectation of the building should be to win the national championship. And I know that's what it is. I can assure you they're not preparing for each and every single game. They're not putting their blood, sweat, and tears in in workouts right now saying, well, you know, they, these people say we're going, hopefully we can go six and six. Like, no, nobody. Nobody, no competitor saying that. No competitor saying that. The goal is to win championships, to win rings, as it should be. So, in-house expectations and fans and folks like yours truly setting realistic expectations, there's a major difference. There's a major difference. I think some people sometimes get that twisted a bit. Hunter Kelly says, I want to hear your prediction for Colorado this season. Um, I mean, I'm not a Colorado fan, Hunter, so I don't care. I mean, I've, I've seen their schedule, though. Probably three and nine, four and eight, something like that. It's going to be a rough year for them. It's going to be a rough year. Travis says, being a diehard isn't a piece of cake either, especially not for our team. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's why I say there's no bandwagon when it comes to <clears> – there's no bandwagon when it comes to the Gamecocks. I, I, just, I, I just don't – I don't – I don't know how anyone could ever insinuate anybody's a bandwagon fan 
of the Gamecocks. It just doesn't exist. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here on The Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Eddie Lewis, the new pickup from Memphis. The wide receiver was watching some of his highlights this morning. Um, And I think one of the intriguing storylines, and it's great he's already on campus, right? Because one of the position battles, and we'll talk about this as we get closer to spring practice, you know, position battles to, to watch for. That wide receiver two spot, right? Juice Wells is back. We all know he's going to be Spencer Rattler's favorite target. But um, who's going to be wide receiver two? Who's going to be that guy? Is it is it safe to assume that Xavier Leggett just steps in and fills that role seamlessly and, and, and builds off of his second half of the 2022 season and, and really becomes that guy that we all feel he, he could be capable of being? Is it a Decarion Joiner? Is it a Marion Brown? Is it a young guy, Omega Blake, Landon Sampson? Is it one of the new guys you just signed? I think Eddie Lewis is going to have something to say about it. And you look at his game, a bit of a speedster, if you will, has good hands from what I've seen, was a good player for the Memphis Tigers. So uh, that position battle, wide receiver two, who is going to be that complimentary piece on the outside? to what Juice Wells will provide the offense. Who is wide receiver two? Going to be a really fun position battle to watch throughout spring ball, throughout fall camp, and throughout this season as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, somebody comments, Eddie Lewis could be the Corey Rucker that never was. <laughs> Travis says, crazy that Joyner will be back. Feels like he's been with us for a decade now. Yeah, I mean, Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. I mean, Travi, it's, uh, you know, I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's back. Though. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? Why rush into adulthood, right? Why rush into adulthood? I mean, I, I think I've got high hopes for Xavier Leggett. I, 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 was, I was very thoroughly impressed with Xavier Leggett. Second half of the season. Uh, bowl game as well. Obviously, that incredible. I mean, that just insane catch he had. Um, You know, was really, really impressed with him and his game and, I thought the way that he he responded in the 2022 season and from from his early struggles, I thought it was admirable, really, truly. I talked about that before. But uh, Eddie Lewis, man, maybe, maybe, maybe he can step up and maybe he can be a dude for you, man. Maybe he can be a dude for you. Heck, I don't know. I don't know. So. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support here. Really, truly. I mean, I, I, I don't just say that. I, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all greatly. Y'all are what make this show. And, uh, you know, through some of the chaos, the madness, if you will, that can happen on social media when you're talking Gamecocks, things get taken out of context, things get spun, things get whatever. Um, really, truly, the motto of all we got is all we need applies. It really is. All we got is all we need. That's it. All we got is all we need. Um, I take that to heart in my my business. I really do. I mean, I, I take that to heart in my in my business, the way I operate, and uh, I just appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all greatly. So, 
Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. It's 843-790-3377. Yeah, Travi, we could have won that game in Jacksonville. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. But, you know, I, I don't think a loss in that game negatively impacted um, – I don't think the loss negatively impacted anything we've got going on. So, Cody, I mean, I think Trey Knox is definitely going to be one of our top targets in the passing game. I, I was just speaking purely wide receivers. Trey Knox will be a big part, though. No, no doubt. I, I think, I think, all due respect to him, I think Trey Knox will be much, much more involved than say, you know, an Austin Stogner was. I, I just, I don't know. It just, I was surprised. I, I really thought Stogner was going to be a lot better than he was. I mean, I think, and because here's the thing, and that's why I say, that's why I say that, like, when you're making predictions for a season, right? I think the mistake a lot of people make is that they go into a season and they're just assuming that you know, everybody's going to exceed expectations and everything's going to break our way and everything's going to work out. And that's why, like, the best-case scenario uh, argument, that's why that exists, right? But you you can't – it's really difficult. You know, when you go into a season, you, you got to think about it this way. Some things are going to exceed your expectations. Some things are going to fall short of your expectations, guys. It's just inevitable. Look at Corey Rucker. Look at Austin Stogner. Those are two – Great examples, especially the Rucker one, especially the Rucker one, and then and it's that's not a that's not a slight. That's just the truth. Would anybody would anybody argue otherwise? I don't think so. And then some things are just going to meet your expectations. They're going to be about what we expected. So when you combine all that together, what do you get? All right. So you have to factor that in. Like you just have to factor in that some things are not going to pan out the way you think they are. You know, you have to factor that in when you're making predictions. So. But I think too often people make predictions of, you know, it's it's kind of like a golfer, right? Like like one of the biggest mistakes amateurs make, they don't take enough club, right? They don't take enough club. Well, why is that? Because they say, well, man, I got I got one I got one fifty to the pin. I got one seventy, one eighty to the pin, man. Yeah, I got one eighty to the pin. If I, you know, if I catch this pure, man, if I if I hit this as good as I can hit it, well, you can't. I mean, you might do that. But can you really bank on something as unrealistic? Like it's it's like why are you banking on, you know, yeah, sure, if you hit it pure and everything goes right, everything works out for you. Right? Anyways. Guys, we got two minutes to go. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Travi, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in.
Sorry about that, guys. Anyways, uh, TDC will be out later today, 3 o'clock on our podcast feed. Check it out. Every single day, 3 o'clock, we drop the podcast one just in case you miss anything. Uh, our run of guests starts tomorrow. Again, we'll have Mark Ryan on the show tomorrow, J.C. Sherbert Thursday, Kyle Peterson, ESPN College Baseball Analyst on Friday. Our convo with Aaron Fit of D1Baseball.com drops on Thursday on the podcast side of things. And, of course, I'm also working on some other things behind the scenes. So, we're rocking. We're rolling. We're getting after it again. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.